I agree. It would seem like the most likely fit, considering we've already seen him in the USC uniform. So hurry up then. My God, what are we doing? Jeez. Well, well, what do you think it is? Are they just waiting to ramp up the drama? They're waiting for the perfect time for some big reveal or release? What's going on? I think Carl's in the room like, ah, $2 million's a pretty good offer, but, uh, you know, UCLA crossed the street offering two point two, so. Huh. I think they're in uh, d- discussions, decisions. Seriously, is that what you think? I, like- no, I, dude, I, I, ha- I do not have a legitimate answer for you. Two days ago, there was a picture that, although it was probably the worst picture that I've ever seen taken in my entire life. Right. Um, <laughs> a, a photo out there of Caleb in an SC jersey. Just come on, guys, hurry up. Let's go. Let's just, let's just move, be able to move past it. He's not coming back to OU regardless where he goes. Let's just get it over with and move on. Come on. Was it you? Who was it that told me that his, air quotes, team is in L.A. like campaigning for him to be in like movies and the whole Superman thing? I No, I, I, I have not heard that his team is in L.A. campaigning for him to be movies. Like maybe that's happening. I have not. No, I, I did not hear that one. Yeah, you you don't remember where who, who I, told I you that one? I honestly don't. But I did hear that. That doesn't mean anything. I will but. cancel my Apple TV subscription finally <laughs> if he is uh, if he's in something I watch. I I I think that they are. They're. I get it, man. I understand. Try to maximize your value. Take advantage of it while you have that value. But man. Putting the cart in front of the horse here. You're a football player. You've done a couple of really nice things. And I honestly mean a couple. I, th- there's plenty of bad in there, too. I, I get it. The sky's the limit. But I, ju- I think that this is – I think it's just too much of a circus, man. And I know it's not really – they're not out in front of it right now. It's not like they're doing interviews left and right on on these opinion shows on ESPN and Fox Sports and all of that stuff. I get it. It's it's behind the scenes, but man, the rumors out there of some of the demands and 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 all of that, it's just I don't think it's a good thing for the kid, man. No, I, I don't think it is either. And I wonder if uh, positively or negatively, like however his career goes, is going to influence you know the next crop of quarterbacks that we see in college football that come in as a five-star and have a little bit of success their freshman year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Caleb Williams ends up getting a $2 million NIL deal out of this thing, are we going to see more quarterbacks say, all right, well, I had a great true freshman year. Caleb Williams' value was you know, $2 million worth. He had a pretty high value after he left OU. I'm going to look at my options and do the same thing. Because I, I do think it's very naive to think. And, it's, and it may not happen in most situations, but I do think for as much as we dislike the transfer portal and NIL, you're going to see some guys in the future that have a great year and enter the portal just for NIL reasons only to try to make that quick buck, regardless if it's the, if it's the best situation for them or not. Yeah, and 
I, 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 for one, hope that there's some type of reining in of the NIL deal. But I, you know, we've talked about this. Once you let it out of the bag, it's it's going to be very difficult to ever reel anything back in. So I think we've got to get used to this, um, this this new normal, I guess, of college football. But I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's get it over with. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> Sean says class began at USC on Monday. Of course, it's starting remote since it's in California. December 18th is last day to enroll in a class for semester. If it's USC, it'll be known by Monday. He probably meant January 18th. Right. right. Yeah. 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 I I thought I thought someone had said that. Um, this week is the last week you could enroll, but I don't know that that's, I'll take their word for it. I have no idea, but I, I don't know what the delay is, why you, why you would wait. I don't know. Just trying to continue to put distance between your decision and Lincoln Riley's, I guess. I don't know, but it seems weird that it's, that it's gone on this long. I, I don't believe that. We haven't heard any rumors of him visiting anywhere else, so I feel like it's a done deal, but I could be wrong. Caleb is just working on more money. That's on the text line. Muleshoe is exploring NFL options, so Caleb Williams is on hold. Uh, B.A. Boomer says, USC is waiting for the pet band and cheerleaders to get their routines ready for the announcement. Oh, God, yeah, remember that weird like video? It looked like an old 80s game show that What's was being aired. That? I mean, it was What's like the weirdest that? thing ever. Yeah, that was that was strange. I, Lincoln looking at NFL stuff. There's no way, man. There's no way, right? I don't. I, I don't. I don't think so. Just because I don't think that there's a situation out there that is worth leaving for. I don't either. And and again, maybe his buyout doesn't go into effect until he coaches a game or uh, maybe there's a date and he can get out of his contract currently and take an NFL job. Maybe that is the case. But I I would think that I guess it's we've seen stuff like this happen before. So it, can you imagine if Lincoln Riley – Bells on Oklahoma for USC. Forcing a bunch of of coaches on his staff at Oklahoma to have to abruptly like ab, like pull up stakes everything here in Oklahoma and have to head out west where I'm not sure that anyone wanted to move to California. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Not not none of the salary that they're probably getting out there. Only to Say, oh, hey, by the way, guys, sorry, been offered the Minnesota Vikings job. Well, you're and- thinking about it from uh, scum one, someone who's not a, uh, a a loser, you know, someone who's actually loyal. I'm just saying it wouldn't. I wouldn't totally put it past old Mule Shoe to pull something like that. But can you imagine that? No, I can't imagine that. But I can't imagine him doing OU like he did a little over a month ago either. It'd be crazy. USC classes started last Monday. Students have until this Friday to enroll at SC, though that's probably flexible at USC for athletes. Uh, I was just on just on USC's campus last week, is what that one says. Yeah, so I'm sure it is flexible because we we see transfers that happen fairly late after you know uh, classes have started. I think you know I don't know. Um, 
uh, I don't know. I'm 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 ready to get it all over with. But at the same time, I like having the controversy to be able to talk about. Yeah, text line is pointing out Zane and Tulsa that uh, well, Cliff Kingsbury did the exact same thing. Now he was just the offensive coordinator, and he didn't bring an entire staff out there to LA. So and he was fired from Tech. Little different, yeah. But he was basically at USC for about fifteen minutes, and that was it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The there's some similarities there, but. That's taking a head coaching job in the NFL versus being a coordinator, right? Like, that's not even a – it's like everyone understands you got to make that move. So, If you I were to know. talk about coaches going to the, the NFL, what, what's the deal with the Minnesota Vikings taking a look at Lane Kiffin? What's going on there? You want to talk about an absolute joke? Lane Kiffin going to the NFL is an absolute joke. I mean, some of the things that we've heard coming out of Ole Miss about how he – really doesn't do anything, and then he's going to command respect of an entire locker room and run that organ. Like that's 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 awful to me. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know who's saying it, but I don't buy it at all. I, I, I it's so it's such a stupid decision. I would be inclined to not believe it either. It sounds to me more like Lane Kiffin's agent is, I out there putting all kinds of stuff in the media trying to act like Lane Kiffin is some type of hot commodity. And I just I don't I don't believe that to be the case other than maybe in the media. You know, people that love a good story. Outside of that, I don't I don't know how I don't know how any real decision makers out there take Lane Kiffin seriously. I could be wrong on that, but that's just kind of my interpretation of it. I mean, the NFL, there's just such a small margin for error that coaching really does matter every single week. It's why, God, and I hate admitting it, that the New England Patriots are still really good even after Tom Brady has left because Bill Belichick is so good at maximizing his roster and putting his roster in the best situation to win every single week. That matters in the NFL. There is no way in hell Lane Kiffin could do anything remotely close to what the great head coaches in the NFL are doing right now. He would get schooled on a week-in, week-out basis with a roster that's not as good as most of the league. And I don't even know who – I know Lane Kiffin has tons of connections, but I don't know what his NFL connections are right now. But – you know, it is something to talk about. If if Lane Kiffin is given a a head coaching position somewhere other than Ole Miss, that becomes interesting because, you know, and I I heard you guys talking about it. The, their their next replacement would probably be Jeff Levy, and I don't think that's a probably. That's right who they go to. And my guess is. If that happened and Levy was offered by them, I'm sure he'd take it. That's not it's not a bad job. It's not the best job, but a head coach in the SEC, that's pretty impressive at Ole Miss. So um I think it would be something that he unfortunately would have to jump towards. But, you know, I don't even know where Oklahoma would go if if that was the case because 
you know, all the like he'd have to put together his staff. It, I, it's, sure. it's just a ton of moving. Parts. Yeah, um, that that's the job that I, I think for however long that Jeff Levy is at OU. That's the job I think that we're going to be talking about every offseason just because it's it's pretty obvious, man, that Lane's going to jump at the next thing that, you know, it offers him essentially. It seems like he was actively trying to get to Miami this offseason. If there's See, if there's any chance at an NFL job, he'll do that. Like that's we're always why be I talking think it's it. his agent because he and his agent were doing everything that they possibly could to try and angle Lane Kiffin's name into the Miami conversation. And I, I don't, it doesn't sound like that was ever uh, a conversation at all. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think Lane Kiffin is like throwing himself at every single job that comes available and, like it's being leaked out there that everyone's interested in him, and I think it's more the fact that he's interested in everything, not necessarily that they're interested in him. Sure, I, and I would think that the information that you know he's not the hardest worker out there, that he likes to like delegate the responsibilities to other people. I I feel like the the mood is um, really cooled off on him, like the Lane Kiffin sensation that was around three to four years ago is. I mean, here's the deal, man. Ole Miss had a great year. Ole Miss went to the Sugar Bowl this season. Ole Miss doesn't go to very many Sugar Bowls. And normally, when you're talking about a program like that, winning 10 games in the SEC, you can almost have your pick of the of the jobs that are open. And the fact that no one really wanted him after a 10-win season at Ole Miss kind of tells you everything, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it tells you what you... I mean, people talk in this industry, man, and... Whenever you no-show your football team for two years, essentially, and are always really quick to step up to the mic and take credit for success, whenever a lot of people know that behind the scenes you're not there and present and putting in the hours and uh, you know treating the job with the respect that it deserves, like people talk about that. That gets around. To the decision makers. And whenever we're talking about $5 million a year up jobs, that type of stuff is vetted out. And I don't know that he realizes that. I think he still believes that the name Lane Kiffin gets him anything that he wants. I was very uh, proud of OU fans, though, that we did not have to seriously talk about Lane Kiffin as the next head coach at OU. Like it It was a difficult time. It was a weird time. And yes, there were some crazy things that were thrown out there, like Dabo Sweeney being the next head coach at OU. But amidst all the craziness and the uncertainty, we really didn't go down the Lane Kiffin line. And I, I commend everyone out some there for not. Some people did, though. <laughs> I commend most everyone for not going down that road. Nice job, guys. I think Helmer even was like, "That'd be awesome. It'd be really? fun." Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, I may have to call him back on that. Uh, we'll review the tape, and I'll get back with you. <laughs> All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit us on the text line, 
Tyler and Ted, it is the rush right here on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Cute, and I mean a, a really cute video last night from the USC football Twitter account of their team doing their off-season Pilates. What? I thought that that was uh, really cute of them going through their workouts and the 20-pound kettlebells that they were going through. Um, really cute message speech by Muleshoe to tell those guys that it, it's this hard. We're going to push you this hard every single day. So I, I'm glad that USC is, is using its strength and conditioning uh, to put out videos on social media. I, I, I just love to see that. Well, so it's they great. were doing, you're telling me they were, it showed video of them doing. Uh, They're off season workouts. Yeah, it's just a video of Muleshoe giving a speech to the team about how hard it's going to be and why it's going to be so hard and what's going to happen after they work so hard and then some of the lame workouts that they were doing. Squats out on the field with 20-pound kettlebells. It was it was cute. It was really cute. How about that? Sure, everyone got a gold star if they finished the workout, which, I mean, everyone finished that workout. It looked so easy. You watching it right now? Kettlebell squats. You, you, li- you like it, huh? I like kettlebell squats. Um, it's like all they do the entire video. I don't know, dude. What do you think? What's your thought process? What do you mean? What's my thought process is like, Oh, okay. Let's use our strength and conditioning. Let's do 20 pound kettlebell squats and make a video and put it out on social media. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, so lame, dude. Listen, USC's getting that work in. Let's go. They're, out there in the dark in the morning. I know it's already 10 a.m. everywhere else in the country, you know, but it's still dark out there. Oh, some things just stay the same. Well, we don't want to practice when it gets really, really hot outside, so let's do it in the morning when it's the coolest part of the day. All right, guys, it's going to be 75 this afternoon, so let's make sure we get out here in the morning and do it whenever it's 60. Hashtag Pac-12 mentality. You know, Muleshoe's always had a Pac-12 mentality. Finally, he's just in the right conference, so good for him. Uh, Good for him. And, and hey, uh, good on you, OU fans. You continue to absolutely destroy every single USC football tweet that's put out there. Are they all in the Oh, mentions? dude, it's so awesome. That's it's amazing. Great. I'm so proud of each and every one of you that keep participating in that. Keep it up. Do not, do not let off the gas. If I'm, a, if I'm a coach, if I'm a head coach, and you know the social media team comes to me and like, hey, we want to do a video of the guys starting off-season workouts. It's. I would say okay. Why? Even if we have to fake something, we're gonna we're gonna film a bloodbath. Okay, <laughs> that's what we're putting out. We're we're not putting out the guys doing Pilates. Yeah, what and do you, kettlebell squats. What do you What do you think uh, Jerry Schmidt would say if they come to him and say, "Hey, let's do a really cool video. Let's film your off season workouts and we'll put it out on Twitter for a bunch of likes and retweets." They should just do like a like a no. No production value, like cell phone camera only video from like 50 yards away of some poor soul suffering on the uh, treadmill yeah, like, or the uh, Stairmaster. <laughs> like some guy basically <laughs> saying, I'm out of here, I'm in the portal, I'm never playing here again. Like OU released that video. Yeah, OU started off-season workouts uh, on the next graphic that's released. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Hey, Tyler, I will admit – there are more than one ways to skin a cat. 
Well, I don't think the cat's getting skinned by the way that they're doing things. But, hey, I'm sure that the half-mile exercise bike that the entire team had to do for conditioning, I'm sure that that was, a, that was really tough. Really yeah. tough cap to the uh, Pilates that they've been doing out there. Best way to skin a cat's to drop it in a cauldron of boiling water. Text line is uh, sending us a picture from Urban Dictionary. I guess TBOW I saw that. is now an Urban Dictionary. Isn't that awesome? God, you know what? It's just hard not to be so proud of you guys out there and what you've been able to do with the internet. Right I, I just, I, I love it. You guys are awesome. It's pr- there is probably a dedicated person that works at Wikipedia that has to scrub that from Lincoln Riley's Wikipedia page a <laughs> hundred times a day, right? <laughs> well, I, they're not employed by USC. They spend all their money on their head coach. They can't pay anybody oh, else. Oh, wow. Uh, I, it's interesting times. And before we hit a timeout, it looks like the transfer portal is still going to be a thing around here for a while, right? Both coming and going. Latrell McCutcheon, gone, but there's some players out there making the rounds, supposed to be sniffing around with trips uh, to see what OU has to yeah, offer. Yeah, OU is uh, going to be hosting some athletes this week. Uh, Makai Wingo, SEC All-Freshman Team, defensive lineman out of Looks Mizzou. Looks the part. He will be at OU January 14th through 15th. Jackson Darts, after his Ole Miss visit, is going to be in Norman. Going to guess that his tight end, Michael Trigg, it seemed like they're a package deal. Yeah, yeah, gonna Trigg be Norman will be as well. That's um, going to be good. Jackson Player, Drew Sanders. There's, yeah, man, this is this is portal watch season is, is what this is. Yep, it, it's portal watch, and there's some good-looking athletes out there that are sniffing around Oklahoma. I, I like this Drew Sanders kid. Yeah, I like he him played a quite a bit for Bama this year. Yeah, there was a play that he made in the Florida game where he just blew someone up. So like, what okay. happened? Did he lose his job down the stretch? I, I, I'm gonna guess. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, if if they're able to land that one, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a competitive backer room with Seriously. some really good young talent. And, you know, some guys transferring in, There's it's it's going to be a battle. Text line, how many players will OU take right now? Uh, as many as these dudes as they can get, I'm sure. And I don't, I don't know what the scholarship number is looking like right now. Uh, 17, I believe, is what they signed in the early period, right? So I think that leaves them with at least eight that they'll have available. And there may be more because that was before McCutcheon transferred out and... I, so I don't know what the numbers are exactly, but I think they'll have plenty of room. Peyton says, so I had the USC football account blocked, but I went and looked, and I literally do those same drills during my boxing workout <laughs> classes that are full of 35-plus-year-olds. If that's if that's all the harder they're getting pushed, I could be at USC. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to slander the University of Southern California strength and conditioning. Oh, I am program. I, I don't am. know what they're doing this off season, but Pilates. <laughs> when do you think? When, when do you think they're going to start working out on the beach? When When do you think is beach day workouts for them? Thursdays. I could see like the. I could see there. <laughs> I could see Muleshoe like issuing out team issued speedos or something like that. Yeah, with I, the USC logo on the cheek or something. I can I can see like 
we're gonna go we're gonna work hard but we're also gonna enjoy it and you know they're out there on the beach it's like Coach, we all grew up out here. The beach isn't that big of a, a deal to us. Uh, Drew Sanders got injured. That's on the text line. Yeah. Uh, Venables and company first off-season workout video is all Oklahoma drills, and then Smitty throwing a 20-pound dumbbell in a trash can, laughs and walks away, drop the mic. Oh, God. Come on, OU. If you're listening right now, troll SC with a 20-pound 20 uh, kettlebell vi- uh, video. Please. <laughs> Please, that's all. Please, that's all I'm asking. I don't know if you've ever heard this story before, but Gabe tells a Jerry Schmidt story where <laughs> he walked into the, work, the weight room on his first day, and he—I don't know what he was doing, but I think he asked Smitty something, and Smitty said, "Yeah, I heard you like to talk." Shut the blank up and start working out and, like, grabbed a 45-pound plate and threw it at him when he was on the ground. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I heard you. You're the one that likes to talk all the time. <laughs> it's 74 degrees in Los Angeles today. Well, it's too hot for off-season workouts. Come on. Let's get it going early, boys. Get it in before the sun comes up. They got online classes to get to. Santa John here. If Caleb Williams has a change of heart and decides he's better served by returning to OU, should OU accept him with open arms? I'm not certain OU should. I, well, what they should say is, we heard that you would have walked on before if they weren't going to give you a, <laughs> Let's see a it, scholarship. Buddy. So we've got a preferred walk-on spot for you. Yeah, which, by the way, how's that looking right now? Oh, hey, he, he would have walked on here if he would have had to. And now after one year, he leaves to try to go get some NIL money. Well, I, I heard he would have walked on if they would have given him a $2 million NIL deal. When will Baywatch practices start? Running slow and making it look more than it is a stroll on the beach. <laughs> How long until Mule Shoes sponsors a hard seltzer? I love getting everyone riled up, man. Uh, everyone was calling Caleb Carl two days ago on the text line, which that is not a thing anymore, and I'm, I'm really disappointed about that. Which, you know, Baywatch isn't a thing anymore either. And I got to say, I watched probably every episode of Baywatch for the first three or four seasons of that show. Not and surprising. I don't know if I ever heard one uh, line of dialogue in the show at all, ever paid attention to any plot line or Teddy, anything. Teddy just really appreciated the acting that they had in Baywatch. I, That's I what did. it is. I did. I really did. And he read Maxim for the articles as well. <laughs> this is his teenage years. Keep hitting us on the text line, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. We'll be back.
It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas and Teddy Lehman. Not that we're counting, but it's 227 days away until the college football season. Have you seen some of these week one matchups, by the way, we get next year? No! Buddy! Notre Dame at Ohio State in week one. Okay. Oregon and Georgia in Atlanta. I see Oregon back-to-back tough tough season starting off. Florida State and LSU in New Orleans. Okay. Utah at Florida. Woo! Cincinnati at Arkansas. Oh! That's all week one of the season. That's kind of an awesome slate. Oklahoma, Utah. Hey, you laugh at that, but that 2012 game was pretty close, okay? That's true. UTEP's looking for revenge from that almost victory they had in the Sun Bowl. Yeah, I forgot we gave up 175 on the ground to a kid and got a punt blocked for a touchdown, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was a fun night. <laughs> that was a fun night talking about uh, cramps and how mustard affects or helps out the cramps. Pickle juice, what? Or, or was it was, mustard? It, mustard or pickle juice, one, one of the two. It was something <laughs> weird, yeah. Uh, that's going to be fun watching, but I'm glad the University of Oklahoma plays – UTEP. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> sell that one to season ticket holders. Why are you glad OU's Hey, I'll sell UTEP? it to season ticket holders. You got uh, a new-looking roster with uh, plenty of new faces, uh, new coaching staff. There's plenty to be excited about, okay? Game one will actually be exciting, and then you play Kent State the week after that. Who did we, who did we open up the season with when we won a championship last? Uh, UTEP. OU won oh, that game 55-14. Very interesting. They might even have a left-handed quarterback. Just saying. Why are we even playing this season? The parallels are there. That's right. You need to get Rice and uh, Arkansas State on the roster. A lot of people have said that Kent State resembles what 2000 Arkansas State looked like. Yeah, and Rice is just as good as Nebraska is this year. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Right. So, same non-conference schedule as 2000. It would be pretty awesome if uh, BV were to beat Texas 63-14 in his uh, first. That would be good. Wouldn't that be cool? Man. That would be good. Uh, Yeah, there's there's – the schedule – especially the home schedule, is total crap next year, okay? And there's no way of dancing around it. But, but, it's still going to be must-watch, must-attend football, seeing Coach Venables in his first season here. Here's how favorable the schedule is next season. You just said the home schedule sucks. Well, the toughest games for OU next year are pretty much all at home. <laughs> Baylor, yeah. Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. That's that that's that's the schedule next year. Baylor, Kansas State, and OSU are all home games next year. Kansas State and I'm trying to think like what will be their most difficult games is Oh, OU Texas always before I get that on the text line, I always have to say it. Texas is always the most difficult game. Well, I'm, it's just rivalry game. It's like that every year. It's true, but Baylor's get definitely going to be the most difficult football game. I think Kansas State has a chance to be really tough as well. Outside of that, don't know what you're going to get from Texas. Don't really know what you're I'm 
I'm interested to see what Texas Tech does. I don't expect them to all of a sudden be at the top of the Big 12, but I think that team is at least going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, if their their quarterback, the freshman quarterback takes a, takes a step, then they got a chance to be a, a much improved football team. They are riding into an offseason with more momentum than they probably had in a long time. Yeah. A, a bowl win, seven wins, and a head coach that they're all really excited about. Yeah, and, they, they, they've got some momentum for sure. And a young quarterback that has some real potential. So, no, it's it's interesting. But the Big 12 next year is Oklahoma or Baylor, in my opinion. Yeah. Here's something – you're talking about the national championship. Here's something that's interesting. And normally you're always like, oh, man, the national champion from last year is returning their quarterback. That's going to make things really difficult. They're going to be loaded next season. It's not really the case with Stetson Bennett at Georgia, right? And now there's a decision to be made on whether he's going to come back for his sixth year of eligibility or not. But he's got to be like the first quarterback returning after a national championship that you're really not scared of one way or the other. In fact, a lot of people don't even think that he's going to end up being the starter there next season. Stetson Bennett should announce his retirement from football. Yeah. It 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 does not go up from here for him. It does not. I think he's a solid football player. I think he's I think he's probably better than what he gets credit for, but it's just kind of the nature of how good everyone else is on that team that he ends up getting looked at as a liability or the liability, but you know, it it just it does not get any better than this moment right now for him. Retire an absolute legend. Yeah, just be like a GA next year or something. Yeah, you know? if if you want to transfer away, go start somewhere. You can do that, but your time at Georgia, don't give them a reason to dislike you, <laughs> right? And that's all that's going to happen next year. Text line says, don't forget KU. They had us beat in the first half. Don't forget Kansas is at home, and Caleb won't be there to grab the ball. So, so is Kansas. Hopefully that game won't be close. True. Yeah. True. That's right. I'll be nervous about that Kansas game this season. Let's hope that it is not a close contest like last year's was. And my biggest – I don't care about the score of that football game. Um, My biggest problem – well, I've got two problems. Number one, the reaction to Caleb Williams and the strip of Kennedy Brooks. That's my biggest problem. Problem number two is – if you didn't know any better, you wouldn't have known who Kansas was and who Oklahoma was on the field that day. <laughs> yeah. I, there was oh no physicality difference. There was no talent difference. We looked like two totally equal football teams. No, I think there was a difference. Kansas looked like the better team in the first half. They yeah. were up, what, 10 nothing at the break? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. And uh, if OU didn't pick up that first down, Kansas going down the field and scoring. Ugh. Zero doubt about that one. I don't know why we chose to bring this up today, but uh, here we are. Well, it's what happens when you have a game like that where you've got a Heisman moment uh, that takes place. We're going to be talking about that one forever. Everyone is texting this in. Yes, we've seen it, but for those that haven't, we'll share it with you. Uh, The Wendy's, yes, like the fast food drive-in. The Twitter accounts, I guess it's hashtag National Roast Day. Like you, you roast someone. It says, drop the roast me below. And Jason Kersey of The Athletic, he said, roast me. 
And Wendy's responded and said, don't worry, we won't leave you hanging like your head coach did. Ooh. Wow! Dang! Dave Thomas out there just throwing some haymakers. I see you, Wendy's. It was pretty funny. It was pretty good. In, in fact, I think a lot of OU fans are probably going to get a, a square hamburger tonight because of it. That was really good. And the OU basketball team is looking at that tweet and saying, whew, we dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> right. After uh, that performance last night, which we're late for a timeout here, but we've got to talk about what took place in Austin, Texas I mean, last night. I, technically, we don't have to do it. I mean, it was pretty bad. We will do it. Don't get me wrong, but... I don't feel like there's a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, maybe that wasn't a good tease, you know, that that's what we're going to be talking everybody about just, next. Everybody just uh, – God, this is the one thing I'd rather listen to Thunder talk, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that was about the most unwatchable half of basketball I've ever seen. You know what? It, and it always happens. As soon as I try to defend college basketball on this show yep. and say how much I love it and how entertaining it still is, you get a game like that and it's ugh. Yeah. It was like nine to six with four minutes left to go in the first half or something crazy like that. Yeah. No, that was uh that was ugly. But we we we'll bounce back. We'll be okay. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. Stay tuned.
Citra Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush. Yeah, Porter said it all right there. Just not, not good enough offensively at all last night. That was that was a tough watch. And what I said last hour is, you know, they don't need it this year to make the NCAA tournament or, you know, maybe even to get to the second round. But at some point, Teddy, they're going to have to find their dude that can get the ball and go score whenever he wants. That's you know? right. That's right. They, I thought they did a a pretty good job for the most part uh, defending Texas and made things really difficult for them. But the problem was they had absolutely zero zero going on the offensive end. We don't have a guy that can put it on the floor and get to the rim and either get a layup dunk or go to the foul line right now we just don't have that type of guy so we're left playing dribble handoff you know three four feet outside the three-point line at the top of the key trying to get some offense going but there's there's absolutely nothing there and if you're not hitting threes yeah this this team's gonna really struggle if they're gonna be one from 13 from three because they don't really have a whole lot of other options right they just they move the ball well, and I think that they do move the ball well and they get good shots, but this is a team that is definitely going to be predicated on hitting the outside shot. You yeah. know, the, the Groves brothers, especially Tanner at times, is going to give you some things inside, but against really good defensive teams like that against Texas, they're going to have to figure out a way to create a little bit more, for right. sure. And not turn the ball over so much, man. Nine in the first half, 17 on the night. A lot of those were cheap turnovers. That has got to be a focal point for this team moving forward. Turn it over way too easily. Way too easily. Um, Just way too many uh, offensive possessions that are, you know, totally fruitless. Uh, You got nothing out of it. But – it's a work in progress, and some nights it's just going to be that way. Whenever you're you're off from three and you're not hitting, like hitting those threes opens up your offense. It does. When people have to start, you know, panic closing out, it it just opens up more lanes to be able to to attack the basket. And we don't have any of that right now, but it's still a fun group to watch. Although last night's game was a difficult one, um, as bad as it was. And at times, it was horrendously bad. They still somehow got it late in the second half to where I think there was like six minutes, five or six minutes left, and you're down 10. I, you, or I guess maybe it, was, maybe it was 12, but they're right there with the chance if you hit a couple of shots to be right back in the thing. And, Weren't able to do it. And couldn't do it. Yeah. Text line, have either of you heard the rumor that LR didn't have a spot for Mario and there hasn't been an announcement because Caleb Williams wants to meet with OU coaches to talk before he makes a final decision? I I have not heard that. I haven't heard anything. Here's the thing, though, man. I quit asking Caleb Williams questions a long time ago. I have a hard time believing that Muleshoe wouldn't have a spot for Mario Williams. I, I I would think that he would have a spot for him available. But the Texas visit is is kind of weird that he took yesterday. Yeah, I don't I guess what does that mean that he doesn't have a spot for him? That's I don't know. I would find that strange, but who knows. All right, quick timeout. Hour number 1 in the books. More from the rush coming up. Keep hit, hitting us on the text line 651-3439.